Can you hear me in the back? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Hope your evenings, your night was good enough. Yeah, the three of us were talking and our bodies, all three of us, our bodies were adjusting to this rhythm which we have and are stepping into. A big welcome to one or two of you who arrived after uh, we broke for the evening. Glad you made it. Driving up here in the very dark Massachusetts. Well, this morning we're going to begin in this instructional period, uh, working the practice of engaging the body as an anchor. There are these four foundations of mindfulness which we will cover over the course of the time that we're together. And for both those of you who are new totally to meditation, for those of you who are new to this form of meditation, and for those of you who have been meditating in this Vipassana insight form for some time or or over the course of the last couple of years, I invite you all to relax. Yeah, there's no right and wrong here. We're really on a journey of exploration, a journey of coming to know these hearts and minds and bodies an opportunity to bring the experience of practice to the forefront of awareness such that you can begin to discern what it is that practice will look like for you. Foundationally, there are many components of the practice, again, that we will be introducing in addition to the four foundations of mindfulness. But just as there are 93 three or four or five of us in this room, there are 93 or four or five practices here. No one practice is the same. We teach the foundations, we teach the basics. We offer that and then you take it and work with it and see what supports you in your efforts and intentions for finding freedom and liberation from suffering. Mindfulness, and, 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 and many of you actually um, may have come to this through what's been available in these last few years. Mindfulness is a big word now in our culture, right? Like yoga was 25, 30 years ago. But as I said last night, we're contexting or expanding or um, uh, presencing ourselves into this very key or core foundational aspect of Vipassana meditation around mindfulness and or awareness. I use those two words interchangeably. 
but actually pointing or cultivating or creating the conditions and opportunities uh, to really ground ourselves in awareness, in the direct experience of the present moment. One thing about mindfulness, which goes back to my instruction or my invitation to just relax, is that it's non-judgmental. Remember that over these six days that will stand by you, non-judgmental. And that we are involved or engaged here in a process and a practice. So even for the OGs, bring beginner's mind. And if you've been practicing for quite some time or feel you have a sense of awareness and knowing of what your practice is, what it is to practice, what the elements of practice are, that's great because that then gives you an opportunity in these days to really start to zero in, hone in on the more subtle nuances of practice that can oftentimes uh, trip us up. And one of the things to really underscore is that we are not in the effort, we are not in the uh, intention of eliminating thought, eliminating emotions, eliminating qualities of the mind that can be uh, interpreted or thought to be problematic. Without these qualities, well, I say this, but on some level, I guess we're not as evolved as we uh, could be. But in many ways, we human beings could not have achieved all that has been achieved in this world without these qualities of mind and heart. So we're not actually looking to um, anchor them in, but what we are looking towards is turning a friendly attitude towards investigation of these minds and hearts. To stop making... Uh, meaning to stop um, thinking that there's something wrong, to actually not create aversion around the natural manifestations of embodiment. It's to notice these manifestations of embodiment, to notice the vicissitudes that arise, to notice whatever it is that takes us out of our, our, our groundedness, our awareness of who we are at any given moment or what we're doing at any given moment or what we're experiencing at any given moment, to move those to the side such that we can see clearly about that, which is another element or another aspect of mindfulness. ultimate goal is to be aware of whatever is present 
in the moment. So are you aware that you are sitting? Are you aware that you are hearing? Are you aware of the pressure of the buttocks or the soles of the feet on the floor, on the cushion? We want to cultivate the capacity and the natural flowing of bringing awareness present each and every moment. If we aim for 24-7, you know, maybe we'll hit 16. There's not perfection here. But actually, as a result of the work that we will be doing this week, there is a momentum that happens. Those of you that have been practicing for some time, I'm sure have this awareness where uh, eventually the movement forward of awareness, of mindfulness, of seeing clearly becomes almost like the breath, just there, without having to think about it, without having to do anything but establishing it. A good part of what the first couple of days will be about are establishing clarity of mind. We'll be talking about how you do that and what's up with that. Yeah, so for today, we're going to begin with the body. Now, in the four foundations of mindfulness, oftentimes when you go on retreat or um, when you're reading the Dhamma, uh, what is brought forward initially is to begin working with the breath as an anchor. And that's, that's good. That's... that's uh, worked for 2,600 years. (laughs) But one of the things that I've discovered, especially coming into the first day of retreat, and this may be my psychological leanings and inclinations, is that we, most of us, that's what I was talking about when I began, arrive perhaps not fully grounded in the body. We've driven, we've packed, we've made all the phone calls, all the various things that call for. And so much of our society and culture um, supports not being present in the body. And I find that by really um, beginning our first bit of instruction time together uh, through focusing with the body, it actually sets up a really great foundation for the breath, for sound, for feeling tones, for emotions, thoughts, all the things we're going to work with. Because we're present in the body. Understanding that for many of us, for various reasons and at different times, have found it difficult to be present in the body. whether that's based on um, family history or external cultural challenges and obstacles so understanding but we've really got you know this vehicle called the body 
actually is what allows us to be even here today. And as we were saying yesterday when we were having a conversation, you know, Bart mentioned that, um, well, he said that my mother lives with myself and my husband. No, we live with her. We're in her house, right? It's going to be 99. But that these bodies call the shots, right? And it's not personal. It's part of the natural evolution of being embodied. This body engaging constantly with impermanence, which you'll hear more about over the course of days. So um, given the inevitable is that there are challenges and there are good times with this body, might as well make friends with it. You know, that places you in actually a, a really wonderful spot to engage with whatever comes your way. The aversion and the fighting of what is so, what is true with the body has some peace and space around it. It's actually a great way to resolve or uh, metabolize some of what causes us suffering. Yeah, so moving into a comfortable sitting. Today, you just need to kind of follow along with my suggestions. Not worrying about getting it right. Maybe holding the intention for exploration. What's going to happen with this body, with this breath being present as we move along to each moment as best you can, which will increase your capability for that, your capacity for that, will increase over the course of our time together. So more and more in the more present day time, we teachers are really stressing the uh, usefulness, the benefits of engaging in sitting practice in a very relaxed way in your body. So making sure that your legs, your back are supported. And kind of just to go back to something I was saying a little bit earlier, if you are someone where there are challenges with presencing yourself in the body, Rather than slice it thin, rather than having the whole body as the entity or as the uh, engagement anchor, you can find a neutral part of the body, perhaps an earlobe or a knee or an elbow, but a place in the body that doesn't have anything on it. But that's only if you need to. And even engaging that way um, to just rest there for a moment and then see if you're able to expand out and engage the whole body. And one of the um, choices um, that we're making this morning is to ground the body in relationship to the elements. Yeah, to bridge our connection with nature, which we are surrounded by here. And some of you... Um, may live in places where you're surrounded by nature in this way, the elements, you know. Yesterday it was warmish and sunny. 
Today it's cloudy and coolish. Not unlike our bodies. Transitioning from one environment to another. So this environment of the body is where we spend, uh, spend our lives. And oftentimes the environment that we are least aware of until something is problematic. A pain, a difficulty, then can become consumed in that aspect of the body. And I can bet, given that there's 93 of us here, that there is a multitudes of relationships to the body and what's happening with the body. When we place our attention at different points in the body, we perceive multiple sensations that are actually always occurring, but that oftentimes we're not aware of, just below the level of consciousness. In other words, our attention is not causing the sensations, it's just uncovering what is already there. This frequent, incessant chatter of the mind and the constant externalization through the senses distracts our recognition of the reality of this body. As we practice, our perception becomes more subtle through direct awareness. We can then see for ourselves basic realities which the Buddha delineated. The first of these realities that he delineated are the realities of the elements that we are composed of. Just like the earth. Yeah, so just noticing whether there's a leaning in or kind of doing a scan of the body or there places where there's tightness, constriction, contraction. Noticing that and maybe breathing into it. Taking the attention and starting at the feet. Feeling the toes or the bottoms of the feet or the ankles touching the cushion or the chair or the floor. How are the toes there? (laughs) What is the experience of awareness around toes, balls of feet, arches, heels, ankles? This wonderful aspect of body that moves us around, sometimes with challenges and sometimes with hardly no effort or recognition at all. And bringing the attention and the noticing of the shin and the calf, the leg between the ankle and the knee. This miraculous structure that allows us to be embodied 
and present to the joys and the sorrows of life. Just relaxing, alert and aware, but settled, upright, a dignified posture. And bringing the attention to the knees, the front of the knees, the back of the knees, oftentimes one of those major joints that initially experience impermanence. For the most part, of course, although there is variety, the 25-year-old knee is much different than the 65-year-old knee. Yeah, so sending, sending some, some tenderness, some warmth, some gratitude to this first major joint, which even allows us to sit here as we are today, whether in a chair or on the cushion. Bringing our attention to the thigh, the front, the back, the sides. the holding of the largest muscles in our body, the place where power comes from when walking or running or even dancing. And just some gratitude there. Sending the breath. How often do we acknowledge and show gratitude for this body, whatever state it's in, it works hard without us having to do anything to keep us in our lives. And bringing the attention to the buttocks, the hips, yeah, that dividing place between the lower body and the upper body. And then some awareness, some intention, some intention to notice, to notice the back. Yeah, the spine the message center for the whole body. The abdomen and the chest. Yeah, this structure that holds all the inner pieces together. Yeah, some gratitude for its working working the best it can, which sometimes isn't so great, but the best it can. And bringing our attention to the chest, and the shoulders, and the neck. And the shoulders really holding and stabilizing this heavy head, brain, balancing on the top 
Yeah, when you think about it, it really is miraculous, this body. And bringing attention to the hands and the wrists, the elbows. This part of the body which holds lots of joints. These hands that allow us to hug, to write, to eat. All the things that distinguish us as human beings in relationship to our other animal brothers and sisters. Yeah, and just not forgetting to pay some attention and to send some gratitude uh, to the part of the body where many of the sense doors are, the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the tongue, the nose, all concentrated in this one area in terms of uh, the sense doors that allow us to experience life. Taking in a few breaths and taking this attention, this awareness, this seeing and just scanning once or twice more the body from the feet to the top of the head, back down to the feet to the top of the head. And just noticing, being present in this body. Feeling whatever you're feeling, whether it's gratitude or challenge or dread or happiness, just appreciation, even, that we get to experience all of that. There's no expectation here. We're not trying to get anywhere or do anything. There's no right or wrong. Just connecting the mind and the body together in the same place at this moment. Notice that the body itself is not moving. Or if there is a bit of agitation or or movement, that's not a problem. That's releasing and allowing whatever is present there with the body to be there. And as we move through the rest of the guided meditation, if there is a part of the body that needs to be moved for some ease to alleviate some pain or stress point, then do that. Adjust. Just adjust mindfully with Awareness. So now turning towards the elements. First, connecting with the felt sense of the earth element. Our solidness. 
feeling the sense of heaviness of the body, the thickness of the body, the steadiness, the stillness, earth element, the feeling of the buttocks heavy on the chair or the cushion, the feeling of the pull of gravity on the body, the heaviness of the arms or maybe the stiffness at the neck or the shoulders. This real experience of embodiment, not an idea or a concept, but a direct experience. Earth element. Earth sitting on earth. Then connecting with the felt sense of the fire element. Feeling a sense of temperature in the body. A sense of temperature on the body. Experience as coolness, warmth, hot, cold. This temperature awareness which allows us to use nutrients in the body. This awareness that allows us to make choices about what needs to happen to take care of this body. Cooling it down, heating it up. Then connecting with the felt sense of the water element. Feeling a sense of cohesion, of being held together. Water element holding this body and all the aspects of body together. The majority of the element of which this body is made. This binding quality perhaps is a bit more subtle and less easily directly experienced. Just noticing that. This water element allowing the mass to hold form and shape. It is the blood, the lymph fluid. All the cellular fluids of the body. Earth element. Steadiness, heaviness, stillness.
fire element, temperature, internal and external. Water element, cohesion, binding, holding together. Connecting now to the wind element, the air element as vibrancy as energy. Feeling into the sense of movement, movement of sounds, movement of sensations. Air element, movement, vibrancy. Feeling into a sense of movement as the gentle movement of the breath in and out. This connecting factor to all of existence. All existence breathes. The trees breathe. Birds breathe. Insects breathe, animals breathe, grass breathe, even stone breathes. Stay with and rest in the felt sense of this gentle movement of breath. No need to do anything but be present to the moment-moment experience of embodiment through understanding our relationship and connection to the element. If you're noticing that you're not connected to the body or that there's some challenges there, then just notice stillness. Stillness of the body posture. I'll be silent for the next few moments and we'll just practice awareness of the elemental aspects of embodiment. Moving into silence, where is the mind? Where is the body? Mind and body present in this moment together. Earth, fire, water, air.
Where is the body? Where is the mind? Heaviness, stillness, heat, temperature, cool. Binding, holding together. Movement, vibrancy. Understanding that in reality there is only one truth and that is the truth of the present moment. When we can live in our body, aware of what is occurring in the field of sensation, then we can be in touch with the basic reality of existence as it arises in the present. As we become more fully into the body, into an awareness of what is being felt, we awaken enough to our inner response, to conditions, to recognize what's needed. We follow the subtle messages received, feeling and knowing when we're out of harmony or heading in that direction. The awareness that something doesn't feel right or that something is out of tune, that there is disharmony. When we can be present in the moment, in the body, we can be guided to a clearer way of acting in the world, towards more honesty and straightforwardness, by noticing how the body subtly responds, how it isolates or opens, how it tenses or relaxes during certain activities through this attunement, a deep abiding virtually develops naturally and an inner sense of what is appropriate and necessary to maintain harmony at any given moment. It is a morality quite beyond precepts and commandments, a natural way of action, a harmonious participation in the present. So just 
one or two comments and one or two announcements and then I'm going to turn it over to Bart. I'm going to do a little teaching on walking meditation. So just to understand that this was the maiden voyage into the meditation session where instruction happens. Right? So if you've been looking at the board and the schedule, you see there's many times throughout the day when sits are scheduled. And that gives you the opportunity, as Bart invited last night, to come to as much as you're able to, because that's when you get to practice with what we input it in the morning. So there won't be, in the, in the rest of the sits, there won't be a whole lot of talking or input, just maybe some support or guiding words, but not much else than that. So every morning there'll be instruction around one of the foundations of mindfulness. And for those of you who haven't sat like this before, that was 45 minutes between the input and the silence. You did great. Great. Okay. So the two things that I want to announce are today at 6.30, the affinity sit will begin. And we'll begin with the BIPOC or the POC sit. And that's for anybody self-identified as part of the BIPOC or POC community. And it'll be held, we're going to give it a try. We don't know how many people will show up. Um, but we have the intention of it being in the welcome room, which is right there on the, at the bottom of the steps when we come out of the hall and make that left turn. That door right there is the welcome room. And we really, are, and in this sit, nothing's going to happen differently than what's happening in the hall. We're just sitting. We're not planning and plotting. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're a self-identified POC or BIPOC person, welcome to give it a try. Maybe you've never had that experience to sit in community with other people that occupy a particular relationship to this culture and this country. So that starts uh, today. It's at the 630 sit and everybody else will be in here. And then tomorrow at the same time at 630 will be the LGBTQI plus it. Yeah, and we're alternating the days because there are some identities that occupy both spaces. Yeah, so that'll be tomorrow. So today at 6.30. The other piece, uh, mindful movement's going to begin today and Bart's going to speak a little bit about that. And then the last thing, um, which Nakaway very dramatically spoke to last night in terms of the Technology renunciation ceremony. That's going to take place tomorrow, tomorrow morning at this sit. And one of the reasons why um, we've decided to um, move that to tomorrow as opposed to today is because we really want you to have the opportunity to be present with that aspect of renunciation and to notice what is so for the body, for the mind, for the heart, when you consider and hopefully choose to release your cell phones, iPads, Fitbits, whatever it is you have, 
that takes you out. Those are all forms of unskillful means in terms of uh, uh, speech, right? It's enough just to create the space to hear your mind for five days without all this other external input. And of course, some of you may have um, reasons that you have to um, not turn it in, but you could put it in an envelope and way in the back of the closet, not on your side table. And even if you've already turned in your phones, which some people who, who know about this do when they first get here, you can still participate in the ceremony and come up um, and, and, and offer your commitment to renunciation for a few days of that particular aspect. Uh, as we're clearing the space, we're clearing the decks, we're making it possible for you all to get as much as you can from this time together. And this is so valuable, this time. We don't get to do this very much. So those were the announcements. Okay. to notice a different voice. Can you hear me well in the back? Yeah? Okay, thank you. Um, on the schedule, it says quite a bit, walking meditation. <laughs> and uh, perhaps we should have put movement meditation there. Um, it's really an opportunity to see how can I attend to the needs of the body, besides all the sitting that we do, in a way that is helpful to the body, but also in a way that supports this curious knowing, this awareness. Because what we're kind of invited into is a a relaxed marathon, (laughs) an easeful marathon. This is not a sprint. Sometimes I would sit in meditation, especially somewhere there, and I would be like super concentrated and effort and blah, and then walking. (laughs) And then I've noticed that I've kind of used a lot of energy. And so this is really about finding the middle way of also um, using that limited energy that we have as human beings. And so when you see walking, please note that that just means movement. And it's there for a reason. Because full disclosure, when I first did my first retreats, I thought walking meditation was, quote-unquote, less important. (laughs) That's not where the real deal was happening, I thought. And you know what? In hindsight, most of my dearest insights I've actually gotten while walking. And it's not only these formal periods of time of movement or walking meditation that you're invited to do it with as much pausing and awareness as possible. Also the walking you do towards the dining hall, in your room, going to the bathroom. Because most of the time, when we're walking, we have a destination in mind from one place to another. 
But in this movement meditation and all these sessions, you can let that go. <laughs> you don't have anywhere to go. I think Nakwe has this binder that says, the journey is the, what was it again? Find joy in the journey. So the, the walking in and of itself, that's the practice, or the movement in and of itself is the practice. I used to be very much involved with the community of practitioners in the VA hospital in the Bronx. And there was one person whose movement practice was to pretend as if he was salsa dance, dancing with his wife. And he was moving. And with us in the room, we were going back and forth walking. He was going... And so be creative. See what really brings awareness into the body. Because I'll offer you, we'll offer you a few things that you could play with. And the first one is like uh, the formal walking meditation that, you know, that we've inherited also from this Asian lineage of retreats in Southeast Asia. And that in this way, and we highly suggest that you try it, you find a path of about, let's say, 15 or 20 steps. Maybe, you know, from this end of the room to that end of the room, or a little smaller. And to walk back and forth. And to really get yourself settled in the beginning where you're noticing maybe standing. And kind of taking in the whole place where you are. And then just see as the Ra was inviting us into, can you connect with the body as it kind of moves from one end to another, then you'll notice that you have to kind of stop noticing turning and go back, back and forth. And I remember my first instructions in Thailand, the monk went, just notice also the lifting and the placing of your foot. That could be one place where you could place your attention if that feels helpful. But maybe you want to kind of maybe also notice the movement of the legs or the arms or the whole body moving. Play for yourself. How can I stay connected with the moving body? And then I was also instructed to do it really slow. (laughs) And I wasn't instructed that I should not really look down all the time. So I'll stand up just to let you... (laughs) This is how I was doing this walking meditation. I was kind of really slow, and then, and then after like half an hour, I'm going to think about, oh, I have to do this so many more times, my neck is killing me. <laughs> and so, I realized, oh, I can also walk more up straight. So even in the walking and in the way you're holding the body, there's so many things that you can start to see about the way the mind is relating you might also start to notice a ton of boredom. Oh, after you've done 20 minutes, you go, 25 more minutes of this. <laughs> wow. And then you think it's relaxed, but after a while, you, you know, how you say things back, the, this part of your body starts to hurt in the lower back. Pause. This is the body speaking to you in its own way. Maybe an adjustment is needed. The schedule is simple as suggestion. Maybe it is more helpful than to maybe sit, sit somewhere else again just for a moment. 
or stand or do some stretching. Kind of really listening to the intuitive knowledge that the body has. And like Dara was saying, when we are aware, it's not that because of the awareness all of a sudden the body starts to do stuff. It's always been communicating with you. But most of the times, the mind is so loud that we can't really listen to what the body is saying. You can also play with pausing. Like when your mind is thinking this is boring, or it is really kind of thinking a lot about what happened the last few days, just maybe stop moving. Just letting that whole whirlwind of human mind activity be known, and then continue walking again. You could also keep walking and just notice that that's happening. That's fine, too. And then go back to wherever you kind of come home into the body that feels neutral to you. So that's one way, the back and forth. I've also seen people walking around in circles outside because there's many places where you can explore walking. Like in the back here, that place. Um, For those of us who have able bodies, we can walk down and there's a walking place down under this particular um, meditation hall. And go outside. There's other places in the buildings too. Basically, you can try it almost everywhere except here. Because sometimes you might hear us ring the bell or a practice leader who sits here when we are engaging in other stuff. And you might want to sit a little longer. And it would be strange if someone walking back and forth in front of you. So please don't do any movement meditation here. Another way that you could do, besides also the informal walking that you do in between kind of um, the, this, the formal sits and walking, is to go on a, on a quote-unquote normal pace walk. There's tons of trails that you can explore. We highly recommend that too. And then also notice what happens when the sense organs, the eye, the ear, gets touched maybe a little more. Squirrel. Oh. <laughs> Sound. The crow. <laughs> Seeing a school bus. And just notice what happens. And you're more engaged than just maybe like formal walking practice, especially inside. And pause whenever needed. And maybe then, you, I can't really do the steps thing that much, like really feeling the steps. Well, just feel like the whole body moving. If you have another movement practice, also feel free to explore that sometimes, to do yoga, personal salsa dancing, whatever it is. Bring that into your practice. Like the Ra was saying, there'll be 94-ish styles of practice. Um, I think I'm forgetting something. <coughs> what is it? <laughs> the session today. Oh, yeah. The session today. So at um, <coughs> 2.45, there's an opportunity to do guided mindful movement. Um, it is, however, it needs some stairs to go down. But if your body is not so much into steep stairs, there's stairs in the back 
that are easier with also a handrail thing. I don't know how you call it in English. And you can go down, and then Nakwe or I will alternate. We'll offer for like a half hour practice. And it's really another invitation to bring movement into the body. And all the instructions there, and also all the instructions you keep hearing throughout this retreat, are suggestions. The only reason I got interested, coming from a very secular society, the only reason I got interested and stayed interested in these practices was that supposedly the Buddha said, come and see for yourself. It's also said that he offered 84,000 instructions just to bring in the diversity of humanity, right? So just to pick out one that works for you. However, I did find out that when I kind of keep kind of going from one practice to another, kind of shopping around, (laughs) that wasn't helpful either. So if you, let's say, do a walking practice and you decide to do the formal back and forth, maybe stay. (laughs) And maybe not after 25 minutes go, let me go outside now. (laughs) Just see what happens. If you stay a little longer, of course, until, until you start to notice, oh no, this is really harmful, then of course not. But see if you can kind of try it out, these suggestions, at your own pace. So we have a whole full day of practice that we can, uh, can play with. And so just to close, um, an instruction from Thich Nhat Hanh in terms of walking practice. He would kind of just say, and I'm paraphrasing, just take one step. Just one. Because now it's only 9.22 and you'll go, whoa, only 9.22. Six more days. Just one step. So when you're noticing, maybe boredom, a lot of distraction, restless mind, what am I doing here? One step, one breath, one movement. And Thich Nhat Hanh would say, with every step, maybe just notice that your feet are touching the earth element. It kind of always brings a sense of like, I don't know, kindness, ease into my slow walking kissing the earth element. So wishing you an easeful day of practice. And thank you for your practice. Enjoy. Enjoy.